Welcome to episode 127 of The Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and this week I am joined by Kevin. We are two artists, illustrators, filmmakers, and all-round shit-talkers. And each week we take some of The Endless Stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, YouTube, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your content, we take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we talk about it. We're in October now, so Kevin and I are sitting down to watch uh, some horror content, some spooky, some spooky goings-on for the spooky season. Uh, this week we are watching John McTiernan of Die Hard Predator, The Last Action Hero, 13th Warrior. Uh, we are watching John McTiernan's first feature film, Nomads, starring Pierce Brosnan. Uh, if you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast, heading over to iTunes, heading over to Spotify, rate and reviewing, liking, subscribing, all those good things really help us out. On top of that, you can head over to Instagram, at The Endless Cast, where we put up artwork and clips to go with each episode. And that's a great place to reach out, send us a comment, send us a direct message, suggest something for us to watch, disagree with something we've said. You can reach out to us there. Or you can send us an email at theendlessstream at gmail.com. All of that being said, let's get into the episode. Good Friday morning, Eden. Welcome to the Endless Stream. Good, good, good Friday morning to you, Kevin. Um, good Friday morning. How are you? I'm good. It's the end of a long week. Uh, it is the 29th of September as we're recording. I should probably remove that now that we've got the one week mm-hmm. buffer. Um, I have spent the last week not consistently working on, but also uh, mentally ruminating on a pitch for the theatre festival Seen and Heard. Oh yes, which you did last year. Um, and it has uh, haunted my brain while I try and... Uh, write narrative and writing is hard and i don't like i'm it. really good at writing so you should you should and tell me i will yeah shit yeah okay, i'm yeah. great we'll just use you i'm trying to write a kind of uh tech company businessy spoof comedy play no scratch that scrap it scrap it scrap it scrap scratch, it scratch it's it. A influencers okay. okay influencers influencers yeah. everybody okay. wants to be an influencer right. yeah oh shit okay scrap it because uh, like i was trying to like okay well, uh, I've got mm-hmm. a day to change just, it. Just, just change the word from um, IT to influencer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Control F? Yeah. Cool. Okay, I'll do that. Um, I don't know. That, that's what I've been doing. So my brain is kind of uh, worn out. And mm-hmm. uh, I think I'm finished. So I kind of feel my brain sort of like easing back. You know, like I have to like put the form in, just like fill out an application and send it today. Mm-hmm. Um, but like... Uh, after that, it's um, full on job search time. I need I need income, um, mm. income. Uh, yeah. Would you ever go on Fiverr like a freelance graphic designer? I signed up. Okay, good to Fiverr, but I didn't look at like I didn't quite give it uh, yeah, look into it essentially. Look into it yet? <gasps> like, what would I do? Like, I'm not a graphic designer. Like, I'm a comic book animator illustratory nerdy guy but like graphic design is a very specific taste-based uh goodness you know yeah what happened no i just remember i was gonna send you something carry on oh cool okay sorry um i did um yeah i did look at fiverr um but i need to it's like when i got back from edinburgh i set up an etsy shop i set up fiverr and i set up a, a like a printify connection but then like you have to um stay on top of and then market those things but i am one man 
trying to do seven jobs. So uh, that's just the nature of my weird scattered brain. But I need mm-hmm. to focus on things. Like there's part of me that's like get a decent headshot and put it on fish pond and try and get like little acty rolls. Okay. Um, but like the chances of that are super slim, but it's like the more the hooks in the pond, mm-hmm. the more irons in the fire, the more spoons in the stew, the more uh, the more shoes on the horse, the more uh, wheels on the cart, uh, the more flies on the shit, you know? The more... One of them's gonna, one of them's gonna land. The more teeth in the baby skull. That's the one. You want all the teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's what I've been doing anyway. I, I've got to I've got to uh, prioritize income in the next in in the next October month. Um, mm. I've also been drawing like a fucking lunatic. And Inktober starts. Oh shit! On Monday, okay. um, so I'm kind of like, ooh, I could do Inktober, uh, but I got to make it like manageable. There are years that I do it where I'm like creating full conceptual illustrations. Yeah. And there are years where I half ass it and this I want this to be one of the years that's like somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's decent. But I always think that Inktober is well, it's like, I don't know, part of it is like follower building mm-hmm. and like engagement. Like initially it was like pushing skill set. And I think it did a great, it did me a great benefit to mm-hmm. consciously try and work on my art over the course of a month. And then it's just a thing I enjoy, but like the outcome from what I want is like um, a few more followers, you know, just to try and, um, I don't know, get some traction, get some illustration work. See, that's the, that's the thing. Should I be should I be really focusing on illustration and trying to build a big following? Um, it's not something I've ever, ever been able to focus on or achieve because I just try and draw anything that pops into my head in any style that occurs to me in a given day, whereas the social media feed seems to be just fucking uh, concentrate on one style repeating, you know? I watch yes. People, I watch people doing the same thing with different angles and slightly different heads, and it's like, right, you're you're kind of white noise on people's timeline then, you know, like it's... If you follow an artist that does more or less the same illustration stylistically each time, you know, like that's, you're basically curating brand. You're basically curating this idea that as you scroll through your very timeline, every so often that user is going to see something vaguely Kevin-y roll past them. Um, whereas if you were to look at mine, um, it's probably pop cultural and comedy or, or comic-y, but... Um, uh, one day it'll be painterly, one day it'll be a scribble, one day it'll be a sketch, one day it'll be a comic book art. Um, so I'm pretty chaotic. Uh, well, you know, just do what you want to do. Uh, social media is whatever, and as long as you're, po- or, you know, well, not even as long as you're posting, just as long as you're creating art for yourself and, you know, you'll see the improvements, that's one thing. But, uh, like, the then at the side, the sidebar of that is, uh, like, Okay, if you're creating and you want to post it online, post it online. But don't mm. don't create art in the. No, the I'm not creating four. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying, like you know, it does it does, it does have to be said. You know, um, I know a lot of tattooers uh, that are tattooing for Instagram for the algorithm, and mm. they never admit it. But uh, if your tattoo artist is making you sit 13, 14, 15 hours for a tattoo, uh, and it's a massive one, and they're trying to get it all done in one session, they're doing that for a photograph. They're doing that so they can put it in 
Instagram, they're doing that for an algorithm. They're not doing that for your benefit. Tattoos do not need to be done in all one session. They're probably charging you through the wazoo for it and they're taking advantage. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. Like I don't um I'm thinking this through as I'm here. Um like I I've that social media thing gets in your head a little bit. You're like, oh, oh I need man. to post something. But like you can look at my stuff, like there's I'll put up five pictures every six months. You know? Yeah, so I'm like not, that's, dude, that's I'm, a, I'm, not, I'm not far off it. I'm terrible in Instagram. Don't get me wrong. I, I've kind of, in the last couple of weeks, even I said, I'll give it another push because I get moments where it's just like, oh, I need to push my Instagram more and get better bookings and stuff. And uh, I'll post on Instagram and I'll start and then I'll, I'll, see, I'll see the fruits of it. Like I'll, I'll, I'll get a couple dozen followers. I'll get more likes. I'll get more bookings. And it's just like, oh, I really need to make a bigger effort with this. But then it's just like, I just don't want to make an effort with Instagram. You know, it's, it's that yeah. thing. It's just like, oh, you know, maybe you can do my Instagram for me. Maybe I'll pay you. Did you find that receptionist? Do you need somebody? We did find a receptionist, yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll just stay at home, so <laughs> yeah. um I'll just I'll just stay in my box. Um Yeah, I don't know. I I just I don't know. Fuck it. I You'll get there. Whatever way. No, it won't. No it won't. Oh shut up. There's baby. no there there's no there to get to. I'm shut up. Shut up. What is there to get to? Wherever you could be content in life. Oh no! Um, I'm surrounded by this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brian isn't with us today. Um, he's can't remember why. He's, he's working. Yeah, he's a it's job. a Friday. Yeah, it's a Friday. Yeah. Um, I actually technically it's my day off, but I actually will be working today. I'll be working the weekend, and I'll be working all the way up to next Saturday. So it's been, it's going to be a long couple of weeks for me. Shit, you're doing the the Dublin Tattoo Convention yes, this weekend. I'm fully, right? I'm fully booked. That's amazing. Yes. That's great. Oh, yeah, that's great, isn't it? Great. Oh, yeah. You know? Dude, I'm happy. Brilliant. I get to tattoo uh, some really nice customers of mine. Uh, I'm going to be with all the guys in the studio. The entire Dublin Inc. is going to be there. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to try. Is there, is there anything um, on at the event that you want to, like, see? I know there's, like, like, there's people tattooing, but there's probably, like, I'm assuming product demos, people, like, selling their wares, uh, the um I, what's the name of the skins the, like the post tattoo skins needles inks um, um like you'll have like there's going to be over 250 tattoo artists at the show right. um there's piercing and stuff there's market stalls uh there's a vintage shop uh people who sell in jewelry and artwork and painted furniture apparently uh taxidermy all that kind of stuff there's live entertainment there's fire shows uh all that kind of stuff so what's in the live entertainment end of things like are you hanging are you like doing some of the social end of it no no okay well what's in the live entertainment the fire shows with few girls aerial performance by circle 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 sorry uh mind-blowing danger shows with sin city sideshow magic with comedy magic with a comedy twist with magic mod Plus tattoo competitions. There's street food. There's art exhibitions. It's family friendly. Bring the kids. Uh, apparently. Um, but uh, yeah. So like. I'm Dude. I'm not going to be doing anything. I'm just going to be head down tattooing. Uh, I've I got. I've made some new prints. Uh, they, came out, they came out really, really nicely. 
um, you know, as in like printed quality wise and on the paper mm-hmm. and stuff, I'm really happy mm-hmm. with them. Uh, I'll be selling them, uh, all that jazz, yeah. That sounds great. Yeah, uh, very limited edition or limited run of prints, but uh, I was really happy with them. That's great. I guess one of those things that's like, again, with a with a with a weekend here that I've got, it's like, should I pop onto the thing and see what's going on? Um, you can. Like, I'm forever. It's a new RDS. Oh, yeah. I still um, when it like whenever I think about getting a tattoo, it's some version of like cats or um, like I've got the West Wing on at the moment, and like the the cat. If this show has a catchphrase, it's what's next. And I do like that as a like get ethos or a motto. Every time I watch through the West Wing, which is probably annually at this point, I find myself like two seasons in going, I should get what's next tattooed on my wrist, you know, mm. like because it's just it falls so um, perfectly into my mindset of like how I spend my days anyway. You know, it's like I, I'm always doing something and I'm always trying to do the next thing. And even when I'm tired, it's like get up and do the next thing, whether it's go to the gym or do an illustration or do a painting or even if it is in a considered and focused way, rest and recharge. Mm-hmm. Um, what's next? It's my little motto. I like it. Um, but uh, then I finish the West Wing and I go, I don't want that tattooed on my wrist. Tattoos are horrible. They look dirty. They're a sign of a lower class of person. Everybody in Death Row had a tattoo. Everybody on Death Row has a tattoo. That's true. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I think they're disgusting as well, so I don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> Icky, gross tattoos. But if you yeah, want tattoos, hit me up. Puga Tattoo on Instagram. Um, but uh, all of Kev's are press ons. Yeah, all of them. All of them. Uh, it's just for show. Social media, guys, nothing real. Um, I actually, speaking of fun tattoos, uh, I tattooed a, a, a gentleman yesterday uh, by the name of Sean. Sean is a lovely chap. We always have good chats. But I did Metabi from Metabots. Metabee from Metabots. I don't know Metabee from Metabots. 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 Metabots was a cartoon that probably came out in the early 2000s, I'd say. Uh, but was kind of like a robot version of Pokemon. Okay. Uh, but it was good because, you know, they used to have to buy upgrades with their, you know, they used to have to get upgrades uh, to, their, to their robots, their battle robots and all that kind of stuff. Like, But uh, it was genuinely, that's... That's it there. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, I know that thing. Yeah, it was genuinely good. It was like, from, from if memory serves me correctly, it was actually like, you know, a good one. And there's the tattoo. That's class. That looks great. Yeah, thanks, buddy. I have really fun with it. You can see that on Puka Tattoo on Instagram? Uh, not yet, but yeah. Not yet. Uh, you will, will be able will, to see them? Yes, Puka you will too? be able to see them. By the time this episode's up, you can go over and check it out. Um, I was, because I, I, you know, sometimes when people say like, I have to do tattoos of certain characters and certain things, essentially I'm just inking that thing, you know? And mm. then I remember thinking like, well, maybe I could be an inker. I could try inking. Let's do it in it. You go colorist, I'll go inker. We just have to find people who are talented at the rest of it. <laughs> Would you want to do, like, we, we've gone around in circles on the comic end of things. Like, do you want to sit at your desk drawing comics all day? You do. I mean, you, you'd be, I'm, without getting specific, you'd be taking a pay cut. Yeah, so. Okay. I mean, if I could, if you know, I guess if, if I had my mortgage paid off, 
you know, I could spend say the next ten years working my butt off doing nothing and just getting my mortgage paid off and like totally away, probably draw it or something. And then if I if I had that, I wouldn't mind going down the old pay cut route and just you know, like look, it's not gonna happen in the sense of like I don't put the time in and I don't have the time to be put into it. Yeah. But yeah. sure as hell, if I could make a, a decent living from it, I would do it. Mm. And that's not to say I don't love tattooing. I love tattooing. But uh, at the same time, kind of uh, would I like to be just like, you know, drawn kind of like, you know, sitting down and just drawn away for hours, be, you know, kind of fun things uh, for sure. Not put people through pain every day. Yeah, for sure. Maybe I would. Maybe I would. I probably would still do. I, d- I do wish there was a like, um, I do wish there was still a pencil inkler, co- inker colors um, dynamic in the world. Because I can pencil like you won't fucking believe. Mm. It's the sitting down and then patiently inking it precisely mm. where you lose me. You know what I mean? Like, I will whip through pencils. Do you think there's, um, there's no more inkers anymore? Not in that way. You know, I think I think really, um, especially with the digital revolution. Mm. I was um, thinking about that the other day, yeah. I think really with that digital revolution, you are either somebody who does all of their work digitally or somebody who does all of their work traditionally. But you're inking your own stuff. You know, yeah. if you're Jim Lee, you can whip out pencils and hand it to Scott Williams. But like, yeah. um, I don't think so. I don't think that, I think it's. Um, but it's funny because uh, I like, I, we're, we're literally on the, the opposites on those things because I enjoy the sitting down and cleaning up and inking process Interesting. Of, a, of a messy drawing. I love it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not zen enough. I'm not meditative enough, and I don't. I'm too. See, that's what my anxious. job is. I'm too anxious and energy ridden. It's it's what's next. But that's, you know, that's, once I once I prove it. Yeah, but see, this is let's the thing. go. But this 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 is this is the issue in it with that, say with tattooing is like I'll I'll spend three or four hours drawing the design, three right. or four hours drawing the design easily. Like even for something small, say three or four hours, right? Yeah. Then I put that in the skin, and then I have to do it all over again. So I have five issues of a comic book. If you want to ink it, it's there. Uh, yes, it's not to be sure. Yeah, yeah. Is that the point? Yeah, I would do it. Is that the point? Black one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, actually, I, I, this, uh-huh. I don't know because we because that's the John Wick point black crossover you did, is it? Yeah, that actually uh, it's a it's a globe trotting uh, John Wick adventure. It's a globe trotting Martin Blank adventure. Actually, mm. John's just kind of along for the ride. Um, and it uh, issue two takes a little wander through Dublin Inc. If you remember, vaguely, vaguely, yeah, yeah, because yeah. the yeah they they go to um they go to Joan Cusack's secret lair in Dublin, and it's like four sub levels below Dublin Inc. Temple Bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I was gonna say that's hilarious. Uh, Where she's s- beating the shit out of somebody in a dungeon. I was gonna say, um, uh, but uh, yeah, don't me. I will do that. Uh, why not? Um, I was going to say something else there, but uh, but, yeah, but that's that's technically what tattooing is like, just going over that thing again, just thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah obviously, now you know, yeah. I do color and all that kind of stuff, and you know, that's the next stage of it. But but that's the whole idea, isn't it? You do it yeah. all, and then you do it all again, and then you do it again and again and again. Um, yes, I actually. Oh yeah, that's what I was going to say. Talk about uh, John Wick there. Uh, I did pick up. Uh, the first 12 issues of Berserk. Berserker. Okay, that's Keanu Reeves' self-produced I want this to be a movie franchise. Yeah. Let's start it as a comic book creator-owned thing. Mm. Does he own it? 
He does. Uh, He's got definite investment yeah, in it, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's so funny. How is it? Did you read it? Uh, I haven't read it yet. Literally just got okay. it today. I'm, I'm still yeah. reading. I'm still going through uh, Ghost Rider and I'm very much enjoying Ghost Rider. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what the. Did he get some flack for that? For like going through a self like a like a GoFundMe kind of thing for Berserk. Like people were like, "You've millions of dollars, just make the fucking thing." Uh, he could have. I know, but I also know it was incredibly popular. Yeah, I think there was a little bit of like from indie people I who were trying that. to get GoFundMe's off the ground. Going, didn't he make hundreds of millions of dollar dues from Matrixes along the way? Like he's also just he's also been generous and kind of that money. So you know. He's been generous and kind with that money, but the, the you know, like, when the threshold to publish Berserk is, when you look at GoFundMe, it's like, we need 10,000. Yeah, no, I totally, no, just pay for the fuck. I totally know what you're saying. I, uh, I've yeah. backed a couple of Kickstarters uh, in the last month. Um, yeah. I've backed Declan Shabby's Old Dog Kickstarter. Very good. That's uh, the that's the dossier. process book, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed that I, I didn't get the time before time process book. Because I'd imagine that'd be full of Joe Palmer's art, and Joe Palmer's art is phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, that's annoying. Um, but I got the old dog one; very interested. I picked up the graphic novel as well, so uh, we must discuss that at some stage. Very um, cool. Uh, but uh, and I packed. I backed uh, uh, Andrew McLean, creator of Headlopper. I backed his new project, Snardagon, which is kind of like a old to kaiju's Godzilla. Uh, but yeah, but that's it. That's it. Nothing else to say. I thought I had the notebook with the comics that I drew in them, um, but I don't. That's a spiral. That's but I don't. That's a spiral bound on the shelf behind me. Um, I've got. I tried to get like, I tried to get a cool double page spread into every issue, and then the final issue is just, I think there's like a half dozen or more double page spreads with like, not even double page spreads, but it's like it's like three panels across two pages, yes. and it's just like. Dozens of people fighting. That's cool. Zigzagging, like snaking down through it, and it's it's re- it is really fun. I really enjoyed it as a as a drawing exercise. And I was like, I was sitting there with like a little fucking five year old, and then he punches him, and then this comes in that, and then a fucking hand goes down like this. Like, I had great fun doing it. It's just like every time I open Clip Studio Paint and start drawing, it's just like, and twelve hours later, I've completed a panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I used to do that kind of stuff last year, the comic book stuff last year. Uh, to be honest, it took me twelve hours to do a page, but that was all digital. Yeah, that and that was that's digital. Yeah, like you know, we all know it's it's like as a process, it's much smoother and cleaner and easier. You know, mm. it, 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 it doesn't make drawing easier. You still got to draw and make the thing look good. Yeah. But as a process, it's easier because like if you need to edit, if you need to make something smaller, you're not trying to redraw it smaller. You just shrink it. You know what I mean? Yeah. People people draw in Procreate, draw comics in Procreate. But I was trying to draw in Clip Studio mm-hmm. just because it I has ha- comic yeah. book specific tools. I know, and I have it as well, but I just can't. I can't get into Clip Studio as, as much as I can. Procreate, but Procreate is a far more streamlined, like simpler program. Well, yeah, but it's just like once you get Clip Studio going, um, the tools that it has available to you are beautiful. Like the 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 panel layouts and stuff yeah sure give me a tutorial one of the days yeah i mean like i'm i'm very much not the guy remember pj pj's the pj's the clip studio legend he's got um he's got um 
tutorial videos up that are just like beautiful. Oh, no and he, uh, them, is he still oh, they're they're on YouTube and stuff. Okay, okay, like, I must I must them on YouTube. Um, no, because I know PJ was very active on Twitter, but is very much less so, I believe now. Well, he he left it, I think. Yeah. Really. Um, yeah. Shout out to PJ. Shout out to PJ. Um. Yeah, it's just a little bit uh, confusing as a piece of software. There's just so much going on, and when you open it, like the 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 um. But don't do it now. Like, like it's such a Photoshop level but interface. Yeah. There's just so much going on. How many how many pages of that comic did you do? Uh, I did about twenty two to thirty for each issue, and I did five issues. And it's all penciled and so ready to go. Oh shit! God, I didn't realize you did that much of it. Um, no, it's like it's it's done. Like, like I don't know. We can see be- the beginning, middle, and end. Where are we? Beginning, middle, and end. I have the story. Um, like, I'm very, I'm very quietly proud of it. I just have nothing to do with it. Yeah, send it to me if I can ink it. Let me see. If I, I, say, I say this, and I'm also killed trying to fucking create tattoo flash all the time. Yeah, but yeah. but it's not a But sometimes it's like I don't want to uh, always like draw work things, and maybe like just doing an old, uh, you know, few few comic pa- pages of comics down panel here and there would be fun. Ink in a, I'll send you a page, and you can ink it. Like yeah, you can see what it's like to. But also, sorry, I, to read it. I was just gonna send you. Like I drew it all traditionally and then i tightened it up on oh i don't know i'm just a mess i'm just a mess you're not a messy mess i'm a mess i'm a mess i'm a weirdo and the television world of stuff did i watch anything this week um oh god uh i watched i watched a documentary um about Oh God, I'm going to mess up these people's names so they don't remember. I want to say Jacob and Katya or something. Uh, oh, I, I really don't remember that person's name. Uh, I could be completely wrong now. About an Australian uh, figure skater and uh, a Russian figure skater uh, and their trials and tribulations um, and ultimately what happens. It's like a, it's an hour long, two hour, or, you know, hour and a half documentary um, on Netflix. Uh, very sad uh obviously the the you know we all we are we are all aware of uh russia's um russia's perspective on athletes and sports and how hmm. they how they you know encourage children at a young age if they're good at something to just do it non-stop and if they're not great by 10 it's just like yeah okay we're gonna drop you you know it's a very cutthroat industry um, and yeah, it can be very 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 hard on people but um, but I watched a documentary on an Australian ice skater uh, who just first time he ever did it was just amazing. And people thought he was doing it for years when he was a child. And um, long story short, he's looking for a partner. And they fly to Russia and they meet Katja. And then Katja, with no English, or sorry, yeah, no English or nothing like that, flies over to Australia to basically just skate 24-7 uh, with her coach. And everybody let catch it down nobody was there for what's this called and um, let me just see it is called oh the guy's name is harley windsor 
and Katja. Um, I, I, I won't disrespect her in the sense of um, butchering her name. Uh, but the documentary was called Harley and I think the, the documentary is called Harley and Katja. Um, and it's about just this this pair going to the trying to go to the Australian uh, represent Australia in the Winter Olympics. And they even they even say like in a, they even say in the documentary how like kind of like oh yeah so she was a Russian citizen so like how does she uh, represent Australia in the Winter Olympics? But it's just like oh yeah because like. If you're if you're an athlete or you're a sport and like we want you like we give you a passport immediately like you don't have to wait you don't have to like there's no there's nothing for you like you just rock up there like she couldn't speak any English whatsoever and she knew nothing right. about Australia and it was just she was just told like oh yeah you passed the test here's your here's your citizenship you know and um, right and then Harley Harley uh, comes from an indigenous background in Australia. So when he was coming up, uh, it was all just about him, him being indigenous, indigenous, indigenous. And he really struggled with that kind of attention and stuff. And like Katya didn't really get much of a look in and stuff. Like, I don't want to give away spoilers or anything that like at all. It is a news story. And I don't want to say spoilers. I don't want to sound disrespectful either. Hmm. But uh, it's a really sad story. But it was a very So this where, where can we watch this? Netflix. Okay, so it's Netflix. It's called Harley and Katya. Yeah. And it's about... Uh, figure scares. Uh, figure scares. And it's... And it's and it, uh, an indigenous Australian man and a Russian woman. I say, cool. I say, and, man and woman. They're like, you know, eighty, ninety when this shit's happening. Younger, right. probably. Yeah, I think. Yeah. They, I think they met when she was sixteen and he was nineteen, and then they skated together for like at least three or four years. Cool, and it's it's great. Like, there, there's, I guess, there's been a little deluge of stuff onto Netflix and stuff in the last week or so. Uh, um, I I haven't noticed. Uh, I'm, I, I, you know, with the exception of, realistically, the exception of Disney Plus, like, I'm not watching a lot of other streaming services, um, but I have been watching The American Office uh, on Netflix, and I have been watching Sopranos on Now TV. So, mm. uh, I think there's a new series of Castlevania up. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, did you watch any of that previously? I watched some of it previously and thought it was absolutely fucking phenomenal and incredible i just didn't stick with it uh whatever was going on at the time yeah i am um, i think it's i really do like it yeah. um i think it gets a bit pondery um like there's a lot of just like you know their inspiration is very much or they're very much a what a, a jane austen uh, saga yes yeah well it, it it's that like anime uh world of um you know, like slow, ponderous image. <laughs> yes. Drawing of head. Yes. Gentle panning up one drawing to save time and money for fight scene at end of episode. People talking and. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ju- judicial use of budget, but it just means that, like. Um, yeah, it's a little ponderous in places, but when they, when the, like, when the animation starts, when the fight scenes kick in and stuff, it's amazing. Um, I, yeah, I don't know why that is. That like I want a little more movement or a little more life in my. Well, like you know, I, but, scenes. I'll watch stuff where there's just talking. It's but, just like for some reason when I know it's one drawing. I know what you're saying. Yeah, this is like, panning. But uh, but it, it, to, in all fairness, though, they like you know, okay, it might be pondery in a sense, but it's very beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's um, very impressive stuff. 
yeah, so I will be watching it. It looks class, and like I'm a big fan of uh, powerhouse animation. And they've got a uh, Tomb Raider series coming out. I've heard about that? Does that look um, Does that look very anime esque, or is it more Western style? Well, it it, it not looks anime esque in the sense that powerhouse, you know, they're they're all um, like studios, Western studios that are are pushing 2D are drawing on the inspiration of. Um, the eastern stuff that we grew up with you know like the western saturday morning tv stuff we've talked a bit about this you know like do you love transformers or do you love the opening theme song of transformers which was animated by a, a like a japanese anime studio back in the fucking 80s you know like um there's a little delusional west v east thing um not anymore um it's just you know my generation and older that remember that sort of subdivision i guess you know the the students and stuff that came up behind the animation industry raised hugely on it you got to put it in front of the camera um yeah i mean no more so or less so than um in castlevania yeah um, you know, it's that studio okay well that's kind of cool uh other things that are out today though that, oh, I, yeah. that I will watch gen v Gen V. Yes. Tell me about that. What is that? Gen V, I, that I believe, is a spin-off series, the first spin-off series from The Boys. Uh, and it, oh, yeah. and it, uh, it, it's basically, I think, show, uh, basically, I think it's a story of the first generation of superheroes that know that they get their powers from Compound V. Oh, okay. Is it a, an animated thing? Nope, live action. Live action. Oh. Right, I don't know. Yeah, pretty sure. Uh, that starts today. I believe it starts today. Did you, I, I don't know if you're checking that or not. Um, I don't know what to Okay. But uh, we can keep on talking. So, uh, but I'm, I'm, I, 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 I 100% know it comes out today. Um, it's live action and stuff. Uh, pretty sure it comes out today. I just don't know how much of it comes out today. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe one episode because it's, it's, they're all just doing the, the, the one episode a week thing. Uh, and I believe, yeah. I believe Disney and Netflix and maybe Amazon, I'm not too sure, but they've, they've, uh, Agree that they can. They're going to do. Uh, there's three episodes of it out. There's three episodes of it out right now. Okay. Uh, They've agreed that they're going to do what? Their ads on their services. Gen V season one from the world of the boys comes Gen V. Like commercial breaks. Yeah, I think so. It's, oh, it's TV, dude. Subscriptions cancelled. Yeah. Left, right, and center. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 it's amazing how short-sightedness will kill a fucking service. Mm-hmm. It, I don't understand it. The, 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 the push towards streaming since 2010 has been so huge. Yeah, has been so huge and so enthusiastic. Like Netflix came along, people jumped on it. Like the concept of the box set you know, purchasing a box set, came out of people going to shops and buying DVDs of box sets of TV and binging the fuck out of them. Mm -hmm. Like, people don't want this. We will pay the subscription fees. But it's this, it's this short-sighted need to show growth in profit on a, on a 
quarter by quarter fucking scale. Yeah, it, it's not enough that you're making huge amounts of profit through subscriptions that can sit steadily. Yeah, and just, you have to show growth. And then at also, a certain point, the only place you can grow is advertising. But it's bullshit though. Like kind of like we all we all know. Like maybe I'm wrong, but like I think we all know. Everybody says it. It's like Netflix has gone down in quality big time. Like it just there isn't as much like kind of like like. Like, but, but, no, but, no, but hang on. it's just like kind of like how many times a year uh like it used to be like kind of to be like maybe three or four shows that would really just get like pull people in everybody would be talking about it, it doesn't happen mm-hmm. anymore it really doesn't happen anymore netflix have shot the bed in that sense they're canceling stuff before it even gets any legs you know and um, yeah. how many tv shows prior to streaming services kind of wear a slow burn and then come season two or three just fucking blows up in its class yeah you know like you have to stick with things but uh they're not doing it anymore um breaking bad needed time yeah 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 yeah. it needed time it needed people to get into the world get into the character find it and then have a chunk of it to watch yeah you know yeah time. lots of seasons lots of series have but uh it's so fucking frustrating but uh but uh, yeah so i think they're gonna go down that route uh that's very frustrating to do i, I, um, I will say that like um yeah it's just it's so funny that like every time there's a new a new frontier it's just only a matter of time before the cunts work their way into it and ruin it but this is this this is the thing isn't it it's like uh uh like i i'd quite happily cancel all my subscription services no bother you know uh they're not a yo ho huh yo ho yeah they're just not it's not as not as fulfilling as it used to be and like you know i'm paying x amount of money a month for this stuff and like the amount of times Eve and i are just like oh kind of what we watch now i know everybody feels like that but like no let me just finish this i know everybody feels like that but just as a person who's like into tv shows and movies it shouldn't be that difficult i'm not picky you know but sometimes it's just like there's just nothing there's not enough there quality yeah what i was gonna say was like you know somebody told me that like the numbers at one point of like um you know like uh when netflix launched or at the height of netflix it had like sixty thousand titles in its library because it would just had had deals with every fucking movie studio to have access to the library yeah. but but even at that point you know when it started in ireland you know i'd go into the office when we were first talking about it i do remember people going, there's nothing on it and it's like there's fucking a wide range of fucking films you just don't feel like clicking on a movie from 1978 yeah yeah you know yeah. like i know what you're saying of course uh you know um but i'm not a bush but um i look like there's like they're just they're, as you said you said like kind of like there is things on it of course like i started watching american office that's on it you know um yeah. and so there is things on it to read but i guess what it is is like uh like like i'd rather just go out and fucking buy the dvd then and then have it forever or you know buy it if you could buy a digital copy of it just have it stored in a fucking hard drive or something just watch it then if that's the case uh but it's like uh if they if they kept they, they, they like look they were on a good momentum for a while they were getting they were producing good tv shows they're putting in subscribers uh if they just kept that going as you said instead of trying to kind of like make more money if they just decided that like the, way, the best way to make money is producing more make more money is producing better content putting in more subscribers but now they just go down this ad revenue way because it's easier. But uh, but I'm sure Netflix got massively fucked over when the likes of HBO, uh, Disney Plus, Amazon, all these other things that are coming out. And then like production, like, you know, uh, studios having their own streaming services and all that kind of stuff. Like, and so things weren't being given to Netflix anymore. 
Yeah, they they had to start making their own things. That's that makes perfect sense, you know. But like, it's just short sighted and um sad. I think it's genuinely sad that like this this frontier of um like in. I know it's entertainment and it's commercial entertainment, but there's part of me that's like it's an artistic reservoir of created works. Mm. And people should have access to media. I think it's I think it's just a beautiful thing to have in the world, and if we have to pay for it, that's fine. But like, but yeah, people should be able to pay for it. But it, like, if we have to pay for it, and also you're getting secondary income through an advertising market trying to convince us to buy shit, and also then that advertisers' interests are affecting the content uh, content because they don't want to be associated with something that might be deemed inappropriate or hurt their brand, then it's fucked like you've but, lost the creative freedom like but also dude they're, they're gonna they're gonna do all this stuff and then they're gonna say like but if you go for this package you won't see ads anymore and it's like you fuckheads so i'm already paying for something and you're gonna make me pay for it again so i don't see the bullshit ads that you put on yeah um all right okay uh let's let's well let's uh, get back to what i was saying gen v yeah. season one three episodes are out today science fiction comedy drama adventure uh, from the world of the boys comes Gen V, a thriller news series set in America's only college for superheroes. These gifted students put their moral boundaries to the test, competing for the university's top ranking and a chance to join the seventh. Vaughn International's elite superhero team. Oh, sorry. Vaughn International's elite superhero team. Uh, when the school's dark secrets come to light, they must decide what kind of heroes they want to become. Cool. Uh, and, they- and it's live. It's like the shirt goes out. The, the the image is very cool. It's of a very cool looking person leaning against a statue, uh, our Homelander statue, and Homelander statue has his head shot off, blown off, probably blazered off, Cyclops off. You know what? Cool. Saying. And then the, the Continental's out, and uh, there's one episode of that out. See, I'm still, I, I still sit on the, on my my. Um, I find the boys mean fence and don't want to watch it. <laughs> have you ever have you watched any of the boys? I watched season one and was like, "This is this is upsetting and mean and grim, and I don't like it." Um, and then I watched the first episode of season two, and I saw the guy's dick explode, and was like, oh, "I don't want to watch this. It's so upsetting, it's so unnecessarily upsetting." Yeah, well, you know, that's it's just the realities of life, ain't it? Uh, upsettingness. People's dicks explode all the time. Oh, fly it. Don't want to. Fly it. The Navigator is on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else did I? I watched Strays this week. Oh, I want to watch that. It's fun. It's goofy, stupid fun. Uh, available on YouTube, Google Play. Okay, it's, well, a, it's there. So it's on Apple. I watched it on Apple TV. Yeah. Um. Um. It's very fun. Um. Will Forte. It's very fun. Will Farrell. Uh. No. Will Forte. Yeah. Will For- Will Sasso. Will Forte. Will For- Will Forte. Will Farrell. Jamie Fox. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, it's fun. It's goofy. It, it's it is funny watching these things now as well. Where it's just like I remember watching like Homeward Bound and stuff as a kid, and like the dogs were very limited. Not that they were very limited. Like they were doing everything you wanted to, and they completely gripped you. But at the same time, I'm watching these dogs going. This feels directed. How are they getting the dogs to do this? How much of this is CG? It's so fucking. Uh, it's very good. Okay. Like the lip sync still looks janky, but if there's CG dogs at work. It's like, damn, this is fucking working. Yeah. You know? Um, in a way that's like 
um, mind bottling. Mind bottling. Mm. Very cool. Yeah, I, um, I really want to watch it. So that, that's that's one for uh, the weekend, I think. I did take Brian's advice and I started watching The Wheel of Time. I don't know if I've talked about it on here. Um, I watched all of season one. It was uh, good. Um, I l- actually do give it credit. It's a little, it's a little lighter and kiddier in places. Um, okay, kiddier. Um, not kiddier, but but um, uh, visually, it looks sort of friendlier, like than a Witcher, you know, which is aiming at. Yeah, grim and hard-boiled, and some places it fucking fails at that, and whatever. But I will say that uh, Wheel of Time is is a much more consistent show visually. It's got much more interesting things going on, um, and Brian is right; it is betterer. Um, so check out the Wheel of Time. Um, the first episode had me kind of like, like I think I tried to watch the first episode when Brian was talking about it last year, and it just didn't grab me. But about 20 minutes in, which is, I guess, where screenwriting books say things should happen. Um, about 20 minutes in, something happens, and I'm just like, oh, cool, I'm in. Okay, action, let's go. This looks cool. This is fun. Um, so give Wheel of Time a go. Okay. Uh, I, I, I really, because we haven't watched much of Sopranos or really The Office this week, I told him, or kind of like, I really don't want to give up on it because I was really enjoying it. So uh, The Office or The Sopranos? Both, both, both of them. Have you ever watched The American Office? No. I watched maybe oh, okay. I watched maybe one or two seasons years and years ago, and I think I remember liking it. But uh, but I know it kind of I know it kind of kind of I know it kind of over time becomes a kind of very different show. Yeah, are you in season one? Still? Yeah, yeah, because Michael oh, Michael God, Scott yeah. is so is, he's off in season one. He's off, but he becomes more endearing, I believe. Right, hundred percent. Yeah, okay, okay, hundred percent. He's he is like uh, misogynistic, narcissistic, egotistical, like piece of shit in the first season he's it's like you know it's even like he's so hard in season one to deal so with so yeah. hard man because he's he's really horrible like he's really like to the point where some of it's not funny i know but like no. look i know it's a different time i think is there a point in season one where he tries to go and buy a house i haven't got there yet okay there, there's a point where there's a point where like this isn't spoiled no, no, for a fucking sitcom for a time but there's, there's a point where he's still being a dickhead but he's i think he's trying to buy a house or he just you see him with kids for a minute and you realize he's such a big friendly lovable doof and he just wants a family and kids and it's like okay we have a way into him being nice yeah like he's got dad joke energy waiting to come out of him you know um I don't know is 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 there something problematic about the idea that that like pre-family and settling down men are monsters um, <laughs> should they be held account to their awful deeds before that but um use it yeah he's got the worst ideas and he slowly becomes nicer and he like not even slowly they pretty quickly pivot him to being a lovable doof um and and showing competence and things later on you know but like um that first season is tough yeah yeah fair because uh like i like i said like there's the, there's like there's aspects of a good few of the characters that like i don't like yeah you know even even jim yeah i mean they have their moments good luck with the ed helms era what, what's it what's, what's ed helms ed helms is an actor and he comes into the show okay. at a certain point okay and they try to give him a lot of 
screen time at a certain point and it just like um basically ed helms hits it big off of uh this and a combination of the hangover and oh that so, guy yes, yes so it it feels like like i'm just guessing i can't remember if i've had this confirmed but like they really wanted to start the show centering on him a bit like to give the, the show new life mm-hmm. but then he kept having to go away and do movies so they just it became really inconsistent about how much he was there and what direction they were sending him in and like is he the new lovable uh Michael, Michael Scott, Scott character yeah. or is he a complete fucking asshole and it just swings wildly from episode to episode and it's just like ugh, it just doesn't quite hold but there's amazing stuff here we are now here we are now the boys, the boys. it is the first week of our uh our, our spooky season of podcasts yes um I think we're definitely in October with these episodes at this point um and we watched a movie called Nomads, which is a a horror movie, a a psychological thriller, an oddball film from 1986, directed by John McTiernan, starring Pierce Brosnan, the first feature film role for um, Ireland's own Pierce Brosnan, Navin's Man of the Year 2020. Uh, What's he really, yeah? Great. Pierce Brosnan, no. no, no. Um, Kevin, what's your reaction to Nomads from John McTiernan? Don't, it's an audio medium. It's awful. Awful? Awful. Awful, Aiden. I did not enjoy it at all. Did you watch the full 90? I watched the entire fucking thing. I set up to like half one watching it. Yeah, you got you to gotta do these things earlier in the day. Um, yeah, you, you ought to have a job right now. Yeah, but I, I put a movie on. You, you're home at 10. Put the movie on. I have a dog to walk. I have dinner to cook. I have a life. I'm I'm assuming dinner is cooked by 10 p.m. Anyway, um, the plot of Nomads. Uh, it is a 1986 American horror film written and directed by John McTiernan, adapted from the novel by uh, Chelsea Yarbo Yarbro, uh, Pierce Brosnan, Leslie Ann Down, Anna Maria Monticelli. The story involves a French anthropologist who is an expert on nomads. He stumbles across a group of urban nomads who turn out to be more than he expected. The start of this movie opens in the hospital, right? The starts. The starts engaging. The starts engaging. Um, the the image that it opens on the the um, the Inuit or Eskimo man, Eskimo man on the on the ice field, mm-hmm. like that's a cool photo. Yep. Um. And we come to a hospital and we've got an ER doctor who's on like 30 hours into a shift. Um, it's got a great look to it. That sort of like mid 80s Los Angeles vibe. Um, what did you think when we started hearing hearing the French? Uh, see, that's kind of the thing that annoys me. Uh, it was like, it's kind of like... Um, if if uh, Pierce, Pierce like Pierce Brosnan's character is meant to be, uh, th- as you said, this um, anthropologist, is it? Yes. And uh, and uh, he speaks multiple languages. You know, mm. he didn't need to be a Frenchman. 
He did not need to be French. But uh, this is this is. I do not know how much we can reiterate the fact that he did not need to be French in any way, shape, or form, because Pierce Brosnan cannot speak French convincingly. No, and his English language French accent is frustrating. Oh, like and like. To be honest, like even uh, even uh, like there's parts of it where it's like uh, they're they're talking and like someone will say like yeah like they'll be saying stuff like oh yes we went to dinner and after we went to the storage and it's just like they've they've obviously picked I'm just dreaming it's just a dream oh oh yeah soccer blue soccer blue soccer blue like he soccer obviously blue. just picked words that was like just say I can say, just say I can say that in a French accent and it's just like nope Pierce you can't it is. Interesting fact about the movie, though. Go on. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Do you know this? No. Arnold Schwarzenegger stated in his memoirs, uh, uh, Total Recall, that he was so impressed by the film's tense atmosphere and low budget that he convinced producers to hire John McTiernan to direct The Predator in 1987. This was, Nomads was that director's first movie, and then Predator was the second. Okay. That's interesting. Like, I... I I mean, I wonder what age McTiernan was when he directed this. Born in 51. Came out in 80... Or, it came out in... uh, He's like 34? Probably. 34, 35? Bad at maths. When did this movie come out? 86. 86. Oh, yeah, sorry. What did you say? When did you say he was born? 51. 51. And it came out in 86. Yeah, yeah, so... 35. So, for this to be a first film... Is first film at 35. Like, yeah, if I tried to make a feature film, it would probably be pretty fucking ropey. Um, Fair. There is good stuff in it. The fact that it got the attention of Schwarzenegger and led to Predator, and Predator is such a fucking banger immediately afterwards. Um, I just, I want to point out as we're here. Oh, maybe not. Um, the So, Pierce Brosnan, Navin, Speaking French, doing the worst French accent you've ever heard. His wife in the movie, Anna Maria Monticelli, an Australian actress. Also speaking French. Doing terrible accents. Born Morocco. I mean, maybe she was raised with French, but like, this is a, this is two people that do not have enough French to talk to each other. Like, you know, if somebody's like, like, they're repeating the same, you you can feel the limitations of their language when they're arguing in French, not pronouncing words right, and butting up against the edge of their language. They don't, they they only have what's in the script to say, so it feels limited. They, They don't feel like they're on the edge of saying something else. They just feel like, I have a rote thing to deliver here. Um... It's so distracting. But that opening, um, that opening with him in the hospital bed speaking, it's the kind of thing as well where it's like, it's so badly delivered that like, it doesn't even sound like French. I can't pick out French words because he's trying to act in a language that he can't really speak and half pronounces. I know. Well, apparently, uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan, uh, you know, coming off the back of Remington Steel, 
immediately agreed immediately agreed to play this role believing that in order to avoid being typecast for the rest of his career he'd need to prove that he can play roles uh and do accents and things other than just he because he was he said he was a you know he was very much like a typecast as an english rogue or gentleman and that's what he was trying to avoid well i mean he got his knob out so that's something his penis was in that movie last night yeah i mean you might have to turn the contrast up but it's there oh, i did not see that um his arse he turns around and there's strategic shadows we meet them in the hospital he's having a fucking freak out she's trying to calm the frenchman and he leaps from his hospital bed and whispers something in her ear and passes on a thinner style curse or something like yeah. she has a fucking freak out yeah and she starts to see his previous 72 hours in her brain and starts sort of reenacting it. Um, uh, but he dies, like, immediately. He dies immediately uh, from getting a bit... a bit From getting a bit spooked out. Yeah, I was going to say, he basically dies from getting a bit, uh, a bit of a... A bit of a... Um, his hair tussled. He gets a little bit of a... A bit of a, a, bit of a, a scrap, and he dies. Mm. But um, the, the, uh, Gerard Depardieu, was originally meant to play Pierce Brosnan's character. Right. So that's why Pierce ran with the French accent. Is that the reason? Well, the character, yes. He's French in the book? Uh, yeah, it's me- it was meant to be, uh, originally meant to be played by uh, Gerard Depardieu. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but like the, the author's fucking Californian. Yeah. Oh man, I like kind of, and uh, the actual actress in it, the one that, uh, Pierce Brosnan whispers the words to, and then she kind of has her mental breakdown and stuff. Uh, yeah, terrible actor. Terrible, Aiden. Terrible. Actor. Poor Leslie Ann Down. Well, she's not good. What else is she in? Um, Nothing at all noticeable. Notable. Notable. Sorry. Yes. Uh, um, I recognized sorry. her though. Do you know what I mean? I saw her head and was like, I know this person's head. So what do I know her from? Dallas. Um, in films, 1969, The Smashing Bird, like lots of movies, Pope Joan in 72, Pink Panther Strikes Again, 76, uh, Rough Cut Sphinx, Nomads, Night Trap, uh, Death Wish 5. I am, like, I'm trying to find, like, she, what I'm highlighting by naming these things is she's worked and continues to work. Um, but, like, I don't, Mercenary for Justice, Rosewood Lane, Dark House, Kill Me Deadly, Absolution of Gods and Kings, Justice, Alex the List. This is 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19. She still works. Like, um, TV, lots of work. Like, from 71, perpetually. A Cinderella Christmas. Um, though, to be fair, I don't see anything in the last couple of years. Post-production, she's playing Margaret Thatcher in Reagan. Mm. Reagan... Oh, wow. Uh, Dennis Quaid, Penelope Ann Miller, directed by Sean McNamara. Um, which sounds Irish, but isn't. Um, so you you think she was terrible? Uh, do, do do I think she was terrible or do I know she was terrible? Uh, well, you tell me. She was terrible. Okay. Um, this also has Adam Ant in it. Which I, I only realised afterwards. Because I was thinking, like, even watching it going, like, he's really familiar. Like, he looks really familiar. What's he from? And then it was just like afterwards, like, Jesus Christ, it was, it was the first film appearance of Adam Ant, apparently. Mm. 
did he do much filmically afterwards? Like, even, like, I, I still only know that one fucking song, you know, Prince Charming. Yeah. And I don't like it. No. <laughs> I don't like that song. It's Wait, did I? Weird 80s rhythm. They also do that. Relax. Don't do it. No, that's Frankie Goes to Hollywood. All right, okay. Well, I get them confused. Um, he got confused because Adam went to Hollywood. Adam, Adam does the whole stand and deliver. Stand and deliver. Your money, your life. That's him, right? Yeah. Ugh. He is an anthropologist because we start to see his life in flashback. As she has a, why is she having a breakdown? Um, we start to see his life in flashback. Um, true, as he and his true. wife have moved. Okay, okay. Let's 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 just clarify that we start to see his life in flashbacks through her eyes as she's experiencing it she's running around the city kind of going to places that he had previously been and getting flashbacks of what had what he had experienced correct yes she's having a little mental breakdown um it doesn't make sense that there's this weird ha- okay i don't I, I don't i'm trying to attribute sense to this um but yeah he He's an anthropologist. They've spent time all over the world with nomadic tribes. Um, I think they don't entirely spell that out. Um, but indigenous peoples, I think, is more what's indicated. And he's a little like frustrated to be settling down to a teaching job in the city. Um, and the first night they're in their new home, the front door gets vandalized. With, with, with bizarre, bizarre Sex pig kill, kill pig sex, death, something like that. That sex pigs kill, and then inside it said like because uh, he opened up the 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 the, gar- the garage door to drive his car in, and it said like gutter something heroes. The movie, the movie is was it was a very hard watch for me. I hated it. Yeah, I really didn't like it. And he, so he notices this van. In the neighborhood with people in leather jackets. Well, I think I think someone someone uh, someone acknowledges the van, or someone says like, "Oh my God, they're there again," or these guys, or something, and then that piques his interest, and then he starts looking at them. But, but then he realizes that they were the ones who vandalized his house. Yeah, and then and then he starts following. He gets them. obsessed with them. Yeah, and he even sees them coldly murder somebody. That that was that was so, and he tries to stop a gang confusing. of murderers. A gang of murderers would be the most terrifying thing to ever come across. A gang of murderers under a bridge. He's hiding behind a box with a camera, taking pictures. He sees them mash someone's head, pick up a body, and about to throw it in a fucking dumpster. And he decides to step out behind the box and go, "Hey." Stop that. Yeah, hey, you guys, that's naughty. Just quit it. That is, it was so frustrating. It was like, what are you, that makes no, no sense. And then when he gets back to his wife that night, and she's like, what are you doing? He has this little monologue where he's like, I watched these people for 24 hours. 30 hours. And they, he's been gone they, for 30 hours. I watched them for 30 hours. I watched them drive from petrol station to petrol station. They would eat. They would drink. They would move on. These are real life nomads here and now. Yeah, they're nomads. Like, it's they're like nomads. someone had just dis- 
discovered the concept of the nomad. Oh, but it's also like kind of like and was romanticized. No, and I kind of t- I kind of thought it was just like the way he's like they're nomads. You know, it's just kind of like it's like these are the scariest. Like it's like kind of like you know the boogeyman. It's just like they're scary nomads. They're nomads. Ah. It's like he'd found like it's yeah. It's like he's saying I found proof of alien life, yeah, and it's like exactly. You found what you found people that move it, it makes no fucking sense. And eventually, we arrive at the concept that they are not nomads, but they are Inuit. Inuit, they're is what is what is the word he's saying because it's so close to Inuit. Well, well, if he's saying Inuit, um, so I watched it on YouTube, so I didn't have the right subtitles, but if he's saying Inuit. They were not Inuits, and it's that's that might be, you know, a bit. No, it's not. It's it's. Hold on, I'll find it because it's it's specifically. Eintok, Eintok, E I N W E T O K, Eintok, Eintok, I think, which is a Inuit trickster spirit that takes human form. I could honestly connect it to the concept of the puka as well. That it's like it's a thing that people don't see, mm-hmm. but is there. And if you do end up fucking seeing it, you don't want to. You, you don't want them to notice you. Um, and that kind of is the idea that, like, they introduce this idea that, like, there's, oh, there, there's a to put it in Doctor Who terms, a perception filter. There's more stuff going on in the world than we notice. Mm. And these things are there. And if you notice them, you notice that there's this sub-layer to our society. And if they notice you, you're in trouble because uh, they're going to fuck with you. Um, And that's kind of, like, there is that... It's just not making it clear. The idea that I have any understanding of what's supposed to be happening is coming from subsequent reading. Because... It's this idea that like people don't notice them; mm-hmm. they're invisible, like like a fucking like ghost or or you know, City of Angels, Nicolas Cage, which is um, based on the Wim Wenders movie. Mm-hmm. I hate using City of Angels as a point of reference, but like at one point where he's trying to like withdraw from this concept and leave them alone, it's too late. He's he's got their attention. Mm-hmm. He's on a rooftop with his wife. And one of them is just standing beside them. And he's trying to ignore him because because there is this idea that, like, he's not really there. No one else can see him. If I can just ignore him, he's not really there. He's not going to do anything to me. He's not really there. And he's just standing between him and his wife. And it's like, just trying to ignore someone, which is a creepy idea. Like, if there was somebody just standing between you and I, and we just had to acknowledge, that's not really there. Mm. I'm just... I gotta look through this, like, like, I don't know, schizophrenic hallucination. I, like, he's not really there, um. But he ends up like upending him, throwing him off a roof, and like. Which so he just murders the guy. But the guy doesn't die because he's, he's a fucking floaty spirit or something. You know, uh, what I mean? he's just no. a ghost. So basically, like, yeah, it's like kind of, oh, like, kind of. I I don't understand how this movie will be considered scary at all. It's it's tripe, but um. In an interview, uh, Leslie Ann Down uh, said that she was cast. She she uh, there's a producer that particularly wanted her in the movie, but the director didn't want her at all. He wanted a blonde American actress. He probably wanted somebody who could act, but um, he apparently he was incredibly hostile towards her. 
Wait, for the wife or for uh, uh, the doctor? The doctor. Well, she is American, right? Uh, London. I think oh. she's British, but uh, he wanted an American kind of, I guess, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, whatever. Um, but uh, no, because uh, the director is married to one of the actors in the movie, I believe. Or they were right. in a relationship at the time and have a daughter together. Uh, Pierce Brosnan's wife was in a relationship with the director at the time and they have a daughter together. Well, like, as much information we get about these nomads Scary. comes from the nun that he meets. What the fuck was that? Oh. There we go. Uh, he just meets this. It's like it's almost it's one of the scenes with almost like I don't know, not the most dialogue in a sense, but it's just kind of like the most clear, you know, to a degree. But it just comes from a nun who's just popped out of nowhere, and she's like basically telling him like, "Now go on, get out of here, scram." It's yeah. This he he's kind of gets cornered by the iron talk, mm-hmm. and he backs into this building, and it's dark. But a nun comes out of the corner. But we've established that he was a kid in a school with a nun. Oh, yeah. And then this nun, like, leads him through a dark, disused convent. And then gives him so much exposition. But she's blind, but also a ghost from his past. And then as she tells him to leave, he runs through the convent and then dozens of nuns with their tits out show up now it's supposed to be dozens and an overwhelming force but it's like it's six people shot at a low angle over and over again mm-hmm. um wearing masks and then there's a moment where somebody's feet are up in the air and he's hanging she's yeah. hanging um so we've got a little exposition her thing is she's telling you if you see them get out of it if they see you you're in trouble and then that's kind of the last we is that sort of the last we see of him and then we see her it's, in the husband's house the doctor lady huh yeah, okay yeah no so, so this was what I was going to address yeah yeah so then we do see her in the house with the doctor lady right because what happens the one has her uh the one has her what to call it delusions and all or like you know her visions and stuff and she winds up in Pierce Brosnan's house with Pierce Brosnan's wife. And it's mm. just kind of like his wife is also very accepting of the fact that random stranger woman just ran into her house. Well, there's been a lot of weird shit going on, to be fair. Um, it's it's one of the least weird things is uh, another human. I don't know. Um, but it, and then she's trying to get, because now she's, there's almost a suggestion that Pierce's spirit or consciousness or memories is acting through the doctor to protect his wife. You know, you have to leave, you have to never come back. And she starts speaking French a bit and is like, the fuck is this? Um, you're right, you're right. So they, they make to leave the house but find it is surrounded by these spirits. Now, I was just looking at something there that makes a good point that like, we don't see Adamant again after Pierce Brosnan beats him to death with a tire iron. Yes. Do they die? Uh, but then doesn't his body disappear? 
body disappears, but dozens of these people then show up. And also, this is a weird sort of just othering of people who are wearing leather jackets. Yeah. At the end of the day. Like, ultimately, it's, 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 it's your 80s trope of like, uh, you know, punk subcultures are it's like it's basically like it's like it's like i always like it it's the metal like but, it, but no but it's, it's metal era. but it's but it's also it's more akin to uh the animated type theatrical punks in uh, police academy and all those type of things you know those yeah. real over the top like you know cack and laugh and they, they're always like kicking over trash cans and like you know pushing people around and like you know like you know they, they don't mind the real just like they're so over the top goony, you know. And these guys, yeah. these guys are not scary. The scariest person in this is Dancing Mary or whatever her name is. Yes. What a weird uh, what a weird role. What a weird role. What a what an interesting person. Uh, apparently featured a lot in Andy Warhol stuff. Right. Yeah. Um big head on her. Yeah. Just just striking features, I guess is the way striking to put features. it. You know, like, interesting looking person. Um, uh, yeah. And then when he's taking pictures of her as she's dancing in the moonlight, it's all really weird. Like, Aiden, Aiden, I hated this mm. movie. And I'm sad I had to watch this and poor Emer tried to sit beside me and watch it. I was definitely gently prompting you to make sure you watched it because uh, there was a real chance that you wouldn't, A, because of the time that it takes in your life to do things, and B, because this is a hard movie to get through. It's really hard. I hated it. I did it. I did it in three sittings. Oh, it is so hard. I didn't really have that luxury. No. But, well, you had the week. But, uh, well, no. Uh, as in, like, you know, find the time to I, do it. This where I had the time to do it. Twenty uh, minutes here and there. Let's um, just let's just cut to the chase because um, I have a few. We're tiptoeing around the amazing reveal. The reveal at the end. So the amazing so reveal. I, things about so parts about the end that I liked was when the two. Uh, when when the two ladies um mm. are uh two ladies yes pierce pierce I, I i you know this is a terrible movie i don't know any of the characters in it my only point of reference is pierce brosnan so i'm sorry for saying these things but when pierce brosnan's mm. uh widow and mm. the doctor who's haunted by visions of pierce brosnan as uh, last haunted by brosnan bra- haunted by brosnan and um, uh, they they escape in a car and they're driving away and they both have their moment where they see the reveal and bo- and scream and then they see the reveal the other one sees the reveal and screams it's it's not good it's not well done i let you i let you, oh, explain well, you we're saying we see the we see a reaction to we see two reactions rather than one reaction at the same yeah. time is so one of the nomads passes them on a motorcycle as they are driving towards the the, the, the state limits they're trying to get yeah. out of the and at this stage country. and also at this stage we know that adamant is dead we know well you know we, well we know he's that he's dispensed of the, yeah um narratively yes because uh, i honestly thought it was going to be adamant because like we have no evidence that like these people don't seem to fear death yeah um absolutely like and you know uh it's also it was also weird how pierce brosnan bet adamant to death and then instantly made passion went into his house and made passionate love to his wife yep got naked and and, and like she wasn't even awake when he started and like the the photograph with the kids in it doesn't make sense either like why was that in, at all important anyways let's not let, let's digress or let, let's not digress um the end the two the two uh women are, are left in the house 
that has been destroyed by nomads, right? Uh, it's graffitied up and it's been destroyed by nomads. So they get into the car um, to get away. And, and it's also weird because at one stage, the doctor is the kind of frazzled, comatose person. And then it switches to the wife, who's the frazzled, comatose person who can't talk. It it doesn't make a lick of sense. Um, oh, why did like 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 at one point, at one point, yeah, like the house is being inundated with them, and but wh- she like dancing Mary breaks into the the attic where they are. Oh my god! And I stares just, at and, them, and one of them has a mental breakdown from just this woman staring at them. But. They then leave, and they just have a little sleep. So this is it, Aiden, right? The, it was dancing Mary scares them in the attic. Mm-hmm. They get into the car. The wife is comatose, and the doctor drives. It then cuts to time has passed. The doctor is waking up from the sleep from sleeping, and the the, the wife is driving. And and they've noticed then in that panic state that they're being pursued by another nomad and they're terrified and they're so scared. Now, can I just yes. say there, right? They've driven for several hours and there's a man on a motorcycle. That doesn't necessarily mean that there's a ghost behind no. you. That's very odd, you know. But um, I guess that's what they decide. What they decide is that this, this could be somebody spooky. And I thought it was going to be Adamant showing that, like, we're still out here. And... I don't know if we've said it at this point, but like when we finally get a reveal, it's Pierce Brosnan. It's Pierce Brosnan. And he has become one of the nomads. He's some, he's some sort of uh, a celestial being now, uh, mm-hmm. destined to roam life, roam the earth as a ghost nomad. His haunted spirit yes. is taken, or his likeness. Yeah. Can I just say, as I've sent the image to you, uh, Am I nuts, or has Brosnan never looked hotter? Though? Oh, he looked great. He looked really he, good. Tousled up with that beard, that leather jacket. Like I don't think he's got tough boy bones in his body, but at the same time, he, he looked well. He looked well there. To be fair, little earring on him, little sword earring hanging. I know. Up. Yeah, he does look great. God damn, good looking man. Skinny as all hell, 1986, wasn't he? Pierce Brown has always been in good shape, to be fair. Mm. Um, but uh, do, you, do you know the idea that he was, like, I think it's when Timothy Dalton took over that Brosnan was, I think he was in talks to be Bond. Yes. But they wouldn't let him out of Remington Steel. Okay. So he wasn't Bond. He had to do, like, three more seasons of Remington Steel. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until 1995. Like, that's a big gap. Yeah, yeah. That's a big old gap between uh, Bonds. You know what I mean? Like, he's 35 mm-hmm. to come back in his 40s. Is that correct? Um, was he in his 40s when he played? When he first played this well, he's, Oh, maybe I'm making him too old. He's definitely over 30 in, in Nomads. And then... Oh, Bond I don't think is... he might be over 30 in Nomads, man. I think he was. I think I had to sort of... I, I, I tried to work it out. Uh, he's born in 1953. So 83, he would have been 30. 86, he's got to be 33. And then he's not Bond until 95 with Goldeneye. Okay. 
Um, so he was 33 at the time of shooting Nomads. Yeah. Uh, and then... Maybe 32, but... So he was like, that was like, so... Nine years later, right? Um, so he's... Well, probably 40. a solid 10, you know? Well, okay, so... Yeah, okay. So he's, he, was, he was 43, 44. That's mad, yeah, isn't that's it? Mad. That, like, yeah. at, th- at this point, it does feel like they're not going to put a Bond in that isn't, at least in his mid-30s. You know? Like, I don't think they're going to get you a 20-year-old Bond. Um, but... He's going to be at least 30. So that they can have him for a 10-year period. Like, I do think there's a little frustration around having guys that are in their 40s. And then by the time they're finishing, they run their, like, pushing 60. Oh, well. Uh, I I don't want to... Uh, I don't. No, don't, don't talk Excuse through me. Take a second. Excuse me. Oh, well. I don't want to... I don't want to watch that movie again. And it's... 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 Um, it's upset me enough in a way where I, I'm not sure I want you to pick the next movie. What was, your, what was the rationale behind picking that one? Okay, well, look, the thing is, we're trying to get out of the hole that we fell into of just watching whatever Disney plus Marvel movie or whatever that's come along. Mm-hmm. And I think we have successfully over the last sort of six mm-hmm. weeks. We're, we are discussing film. And as films arise during the discussions, we're deciding what to watch. We're picking things from... Um, very naturally from the conversations that ensue, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we watched The 13th Warrior because we watched uh, Ace in the Hole. We watched Ace in the Hole because I watched Paths of Glory. So we got to John McTiernan with The 13th Warrior, that director. And that director yeah. has a phenomenal does. film catalogue between amazing. Predator, Hunt for Red October, uh, Thomas Crown Affair, uh, Thomas Crown Affair, um, uh, uh, fuck me, Predator. Did you say that? Die Hard. Die Hard. Last Action Hero. Like it's a, it's a phenomenal uh, run he went on. There's a few bogey films in there where he tries something different. Like, but um, you know we're not going to hold that against the length of a career. But we were like, hold on, what the hell is this thing with Pierce Brosnan? Yeah, fair. And like, yeah, it's somebody's first film well i was just gonna say like uh in all fairness to the, to, to john the director uh like you can say what the what you want about the movie it's it's fairly rubbish however it massively launched his career in a great way i don't like what did he do i'd love to know how this came about because his his filmography just bear with me a second. His filmography just starts cold with no Now, how do you get this, a feature film? But this is what we're, this is what we're trying to tell you. Arnold Schwarzenegger saw it and thought this is the guy to direct, uh, to direct Predator. And then Predator had Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, and a massive cast of amazing, like, you know, big names at the time. And that's what, it just propelled him. That's all it was. All it took was Arnold Schwarzenegger no, but, saying... I want that guy to direct Predator. That's what, dude. That's but, what okay, okay, but but step back for just no, a moment won't. beyond that. Step. I'm telling you, no, step back. Step off. Fuck off. Get step out of off. Here. Get the fuck Go away. On. I will. Um, early life and education. Born in New York. Son of a lawyer. Attended Juilliard before graduating with a master's in fine arts. Okay, that's 1975. Now we have a 10 year gap. What does he do? What's he doing for 10 years? I'm sure it's researchable. 
But it just says in 1986 he wrote and directed his first feature film. Now, I mean, I can write a feature film, but how? where's the money come from? How do we cast somebody who's in one of the most successful TV shows of the era? Like Remington Steel was huge. Well, maybe he was just maybe he was just directing loads of TV shows and ads and all that kind of stuff, you know. Like they might but not that say that sort it. of thing is usually listed somewhere. But, yeah, right? maybe. Uh, I know like, what TV. I know what I want to watch for TV? our next one, anyways. Um, okay. Do you have a suggestion? Well, Brian threw a suggestion into the WhatsApp. Which one was that again? Uh, Vampire Hunter D. Oh, is that a movie? The anime film. Yeah. Is that on streaming services? It's on the it's it's uh, it's on YouTube. That link. It's an old anime film. Okay. The whole thing is up on YouTube. Okay. Um, and you know, to be fair to Brian, the, when he recommends a film, it, they're few and far between when he suggests okay. something. Um, and I'd 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 go for it. What's your suggestion? Well, we can do we can do Brian's one, and then we can do my one next. Uh, Which is yours? I want to, uh, Reanimator. I've always saw the DVD. <sighs> Have you seen that? No, but it's Cronenberg, isn't it? Oh, maybe. I've always seen a DVD cover everywhere, and I've never watched it. It was that or Jonah Hex. I've never seen Jonah Hex, but that's not a horror. Uh, oh well, okay. I'm much <laughs> more likely to watch Reanimator. Am I? Yeah, I've never seen Jonah Hex. Um, Someone said to me it was good recently that they, I should, you know, give it a, give it a, a second watch or whatever. And I was like, I've never seen it for reasons, but yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, watch Jonah Hex. Will. Okay, I've not seen it's not it's not Cronenberg, it's Stuart Gordon, a comedy horror film from nineteen eighty five, um, loosely based on a Lovecraft story. Um fucking great shout, man. Um I'm going to watch I'll watch both. I'll watch both and we'll talk about one or both of them next week. Uh, let's let's um, just focus on let's just focus on Brian's one first. And then we can do okay. reanimator because Let's just let's just kind of be realistic in terms of the things I have to do and and like I I'm basically dude I'm working like I'll be working like twelve days straight. Okay, you know, so sure. Uh, I think you know we can we can watch both for sure, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, cool. Uh, we can save one for one and one for one. And also, I do also have another suggestion for Halloween that uh, I really want to watch as well. I've seen it before, but I haven't seen it in over 20 years. What's that? 13 Ghosts. Of Scooby-Doo? Yep. Uh, 13 Ghosts. Well, it has it has a 5.6 on IMD and then 90% on Nat Toronto Tomatoes. Uh, but it's kind of interesting stuff. Uh, we don't have to watch that. But I definitely want to watch Reanimator. Reanimator is definitely the one. Okay. Oh, actually... The new Evil Dead Rise. I've not seen that, and that's on Netflix. So we've got a a busy month of uh, stuff available horror movies. Yeah, I think next week, let's just have our October and watch spooky things. If you want to watch Evil Dead Rise during the week, do. Yep. Um, but in terms of uh, podcast watch, Vampire Hunter D is the priority. Yes, and then the following week um, we can do Reanimator. Reanimator, and then if anything else gets watched along the way. Of course. We'll talk about it. Um, I want to see the creator. Um, my first reaction to the trailer of it was, this feels like a piecing together of concepts I've seen in dozens of other sci-fi movies. That being said, I do like Gareth Edwards. I do like the visual style they're playing with here. Um, it put me in mind of... Uh, uh, um, uh, bear with me. Elysium and uh the uh, scandinavian artist that i like yeah the, the guy who did into the loop 
Tales from, Tales the, from loop. the Loop. Yeah, pardon me. And this one features Denzel's. Yeah, oh, it's very. It's Simon Stalinhag. It's uh, that art style. Yeah, it's very. I it's, love oh, it. It's a hundred percent Elysium and Tales of the Loop. Tales yes. from the Loop. Yeah, and coupled with a bunch of Blade Runner and yeah. I see some like cyborg. It looks it, references. Yeah, it looks and, like it could be. Oh, but look, look, like I don't know. I don't. I. I, I, I I say this with no. I've just seen a trailer now. I say this with no concept of the thing at all. Like, is it if 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 it's if, if it's an original thing and like you know, uh, not based on anything at all, like a book or a comic or a remake or whatever. Like, it looks like a really fun new uh, sci-fi, and I'm down to watch it. Yeah, that's it. It's a trip to the cinema for me. Okay, it's in the cinema. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, that's on my to watch list. Um, I gotta watch season two a wheel of time. I say all of these things like I've got to, but I've got a comic to ink, I've illustrations to do, I've I've stand up comedy to write, I've a comedy play to write, um, and none of it's funny. Um, and yeah, uh, I'm down on myself, and I've the I've the gym to go to, and I've I've massive amounts of food to eat, and um, uh, whatever combination of foods I'm eating, I'm eating them, but they're not coming out of me again. Oh yikes.